Welcome to Conversations with Nista, where we sit down with real people to have real conversations. I hope today's episode leaves you with an insight, an idea, a question, or a smile. Listen in. This conversation is for you. Today, I wanted to chat all things worthiness because I think worthiness is the root of pretty much everything we see in our external realities. And I feel like I have so many nuanced, not perspectives, but more situations that have validated this theory because you guys know and you guys hear it in my content, I always talk about how worthiness relates to the things that you see in your external reality, your relationships, your friendships. We keep hearing it all the time. You have to love yourself before anyone else can love you. But it's like, what does that actually mean in context? What is that self-love? What are the layers beneath that self-love? How do you actually navigate and and work with the emotions and the and the intentions and the desires and the thoughts that are unpleasant? What do you do with them? Um, and so I think there's this whole narrative that's constantly being pushed out where it's like you you have to love yourself before you can get your dream life and all these things. But I think it's less about that. I think it's just that you have to believe that you are even worthy in the first place. And worthiness does not equate to 100% self-love. Worthiness, I see it as a commitment to self to continue to show up, to be self-accountable, to have ownership, to have self-discipline, to stick to your personal deadlines and see them just as importantly as your professional or external deadlines. What I noticed across my massively successful friends is that their boundaries are so firm. Their personal deadlines themselves, they honor that and prioritize that before anything. They're very intentional about where their time goes. If they get invited to certain events and they're really not 100% feeling it, they will openly say no. They won't even think or consider it for a second. They are that sure in that certainty in your decisions, in your decision-making, in your boundaries, in your communication is equal to your self-worth. It is equal to how you see yourself. And it's so interesting because we see these narratives being pushed out of self-love and self-worth, but then it's like we don't talk about it in context, right? Um, We don't associate these things to each other typically. So I want you to ask yourself this, you know, pull out a sheet of paper or a journal and, and ask yourself, how often do I trespass my own boundaries? And if I do, why do I do it? What's what's the fear behind keeping my boundaries firm? What would happen if I did that? Am I scared about how I'm going to make people feel? Or am I scared about how I'm going to be perceived? Sometimes it happens with career, right? We set a personal deadline of, hey, I, I want to start this new passion project. I'm going to launch this particular idea by Friday 11 a.m. And Friday 11 a.m. rolls around and we kind of push our own our own deadlines and we say, okay, okay, tomorrow. And then we say next week and next month. And I, I've seen this happen again and again. What is the deeper fear? Is it being 
judged? Is it being perceived in a certain light? Is it negativity and hate? This also holds true for hyper-perfectionism. Just perfectionism in general, I feel like I contradicted myself by saying that, but for perfectionism in general, um, what is that really telling your subconscious mind? Like, hey, if there's one little mistake or one little error, whatever, blah, 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 is it, oh, I won't be accepted or I will be shamed or again, I will be judged. That judgment fear comes up a lot, at least for me personally. So instead of asking yourself, oh, I, I, you know, how much do I see myself, myself worth or how much do I love myself? I want you to actually investigate each of these, e these situations in your life. Look at your patterns in relationships. Do you let yourself be taken care of in relationships? And I'm talking to both men and women here. Do you let yourself be taken care of in relationships? Do you stand up for yourself in friendships? <laughs> Do you stand up for yourself when something's wrong? How do you show up at work? <laughs> How do you respond when people ask you for favors? These are all questions I really had to sit with and, and different data points that I had to look over across my life to notice, wait, when people ask me to do something or re request me or give me a command, I immediately used to have this, this need to, to cave and say yes and, and keep the harmony and keep the peace because I thought that's simply what I had to do. I truly did not know how to say no to people. It's something I'm still working on, but <laughs> at some point in time, for me, that was that was an absolute impossible thing. I could never even see myself just firmly being like, no, no, that's not in my bandwidth or no, I'm not comfortable with that or no, I don't respect that. No, I don't appreciate how you did that. Because I'm telling you guys, the consequences of not having these firm boundaries tends to be a culmination of self-resentment later on in life. And if this self-resentment isn't dealt with, you are going to, in some way, shape, or form, either blame or lash out on people who honestly were just representations of your inability to set boundaries. They might have not really even had intentions to hurt you. But your lack of communication skills, your lack of courage to stand up for yourself isn't really what you're going to remember oftentimes, right? Unless we're really self-aware and we've worked on our healing, then, then absolutely you will see it from that angle. But when we're in a situation where we feel betrayed and we're looking back on, you know, the, that situation and feeling the anger and thinking of the people involved, it's going to be really, really easy to place blame on the people involved. And so doing this work early onwards investigating these data points early onwards right now if you're in your room asking yourself those questions literally writing out the answers if you need to and noticing any commonalities then going a layer deeper asking what the fear behind that is 
where did that fear even even originate when was that in your childhood that that fear came from was it your parents shaming you if you didn't do well on an exam was it perhaps a teacher mocking you in class if you did something wrong was it friends excluding you on the playground these things can start really really early guys and and these examples might sound silly but the difference between the child brain and the adult brain is that during childhood we're not able to logically analyze these situations and really tap into that frontal lobe portion of of you know problem solving and self-regulating most of us because we haven't given been given those techniques and now a lot of things are changing and we're employing kids with those techniques and that's amazing but for like 99% of us um we we didn't have those techniques to growing up we didn't have that awareness growing up so our brains we're operating from a highly emotional standpoint. Our bodies internalize those emotions, the shame that we felt in class or the exclusion that we felt on the playground. Those are emotions that we still carry in our body today as adults, which is why this inner child work, this subconscious inner work is so deeply important. You are going to literally feel more and more physically in your power. And you are going to, with every single one of those times that you that you communicate, that you are honest with yourself, that you are accountable with yourself, that you are open with other people about where you're at, you're going to cultivate more and more and more trust in yourself, which is huge. Because ultimately the people and the things that are meant to go are going to go. And I don't say that in a cliche way. I just say that in a way of almost alignment, right? So allow yourself to move through the waves of that experience as many times as you need to. Allow yourself to forgive. Forgive yourself for the times that you haven't been integral and true to yourself and forgive others for the times that you have felt hurt by them because carrying that resentment forward isn't really going to do you any good either. at the end of the day, notice the shifts that start happening in your life when you make these small yet significant shifts. This is practice. This is self-worth. And the more and more dedicated and committed and accountable you are to this process, the byproduct of that is self-love. Because love is a choice. And the choice that you're making is showing up for yourself. It's not always seeing all the parts of yourself as amazing and wonderful and beautiful because that's not who anyone is. Just as you wouldn't expect that from a friend or a partner, you cannot accept that from yourself. That is not what self-love is. So get that romanticized BS out of your head. Self-love is the choice that you make to keep showing up and to keep being you in its most authentic form. So with that, I'll leave you guys to sit on that because I want to sit on it too. I'm going to go take a walk after this and let all that process, but see how that feels for you. 
feel free to DM me and let me know if this made sense, if this resonated. Really excited to see how this lands for a lot of you guys. And I will see you all here in our next podcast at Conversations with Nista.